Views and opinions expressed by the hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of their employers. This podcast may not be suitable for children. Adults may find details triggering and or offensive. Listener's discretion is advised. Hi everyone, this is Norma. And this is Priscilla. And you're listening to It's It's the Mystery Mystery for Me. Welcome back for another episode of It's a Mystery for Me. Last week was sort of a holiday week, so I like to actually take breaks when we do have the holiday week, because sometimes it does get a little bit morbid telling these stories week after week after week, but they need to be told. And now that we've had our break, we're back to tell you yet another story. And this story is really wild. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder if you've heard of it. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe. Someone actually wrote a review and I want to read it because... No, it's not like bad a bad one. Because there okay. is... I mean, there is one that's kind of funny. Maybe I should start there. It says, five stars, great content. Content and presentation of stories are great. Definitely like the shows led by Norma, Norma the best. Priscilla's annoying, though, and will not miss an opportunity to post to boast about her Mercedes-Benz luxury apartment and being a lawyer. <laughs> we know. It's redundant and unnecessary. Love you, Norma. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I will not miss an opportunity. But whatever. Whatever. <laughs> That's just who Priscilla is. So. Yeah, lock into my TikTok for more on my luxurious lifestyle, <laughs> Legally Priscilla. Um, But this is the review I actually did want to read. And it said, the growth is amazing. That's the title, five stars. I have been listening to y'all for almost a year. And I've gone from episode one to episode 83 multiple times because it's that good. Your storytelling from the first episode to now has gotten so good. In the beginning, you used to give it away. But then you made it so we were just as gagged as Norma. LOL. I enjoy the mystery and the storytelling, especially because many of us have not heard of these women slash children. You shed so much light on a topic that is long overdue for being highlighted, and you do it in a funny and well-educated way. Please keep this podcast around for years to come. Thank you so much for wow. that review. I should. I want to frame this. I haven't listened yeah. to episode one, but maybe we should listen back and I do a haven't. reaction episode. Yeah, that would be interesting to do that was two years ago more than two years ago wow right Isn't yeah it more than two years yeah. ago mm-hmm. wild and you know as the new year is approaching i mean i've been thinking a lot about where i want to see this podcast go where i want to see us go and i'm not going to share the plans because every time i share the plans and then the timeline don't match up then i feel bad so i'm gonna just like <laughs> I'm going to just sit on my thoughts, but like big plans. And um, I just hope that this podcast can reach more people and that we can continue to grow. 
I just love the organic growth of it. And, you know, we really haven't done anything that's like related to marketing or like we don't have ads in our show. I know it's going to happen soon, though. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to y'all. People have been like reaching out. But I like that we've kept it organic. Um, and I hope like even when all those things start happening that we can still maintain that because you guys seem to love the sisterly banter and the you know whatever else and yeah i don't want to lose that as we continue to transition and with that being said you want to add anything normal you just gave a weird look see maybe we need to film on camera because you'd be looking a little you're like mm. no i'm listening because mom is talking in the background and I just think she's very loud. Yeah, I don't know why she'd be talking so loud. And then when you tell her not to, then she gets mad and she's like, go in in the background. She starts making these hand signals like, go. (laughs) (laughs) But um, let's go ahead and turn to this week's episode because Norma's saying that is about to be wild. So Mm -hmm. let me go ahead and buckle up. I made the gesture of putting on my seatbelt, by the way. (laughs) So Norma, take it away. Okay, but I really can hear mom, so... All right, fine. Hold on. Let me go tell mom to shush, and then Norma will take it away. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, we're recording. We're recording, and you're being really loud. Okay. All right. That's funny. She said if she didn't know, we began. You should keep that in. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm ready. All right. For today's episode, I watched a show um, called Deadly Sins, season one, episode three. And this is back in the day because it's from 2012. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So it's the second half of the episode. I also looked at a YouTube clip by Daunting Tales. As far as other sources, I looked at articles from NBC News, Fox News, the Chicago Tribune, Court of Appeals documents, and others, just to name a few. Mm. A lot of, like, reputable sources there that Mm -hmm. you named. So I wonder if I have heard this case or if anyone listening has heard it, but... For a list of all of today's sources, go ahead and check out our website, isthemysteryforme.com, or click the link in today's show notes. And just as a disclaimer, this episode does involve violence against children. So I just wanted to put that out there. Listener's discretion is advised, Mm -hmm. as always. This story takes us back to 2006 in St. Louis, Illinois. This is a case of the Tunstall family. Jamila Tunstall was born on February 22, 1983, in East St. Louis, Illinois. So in 2006, she was 23 years old. Jamila is described as a kind-hearted person with a burst of energy, and she just had this childlike smile to her. Her family said that she was easily bored, so she was always trying to look for things to do. Jamila was also very stunning, so it was no surprise that she got a lot of male attention. But she still didn't have the easiest life. So where she grew up in East St. Louis was known as having very high crime rates. And so she always had to be on guard in terms of her surroundings. On her P's and Q's. 
On her P's and Q's? Yeah, you never heard that saying on your P's and Q's? Like, no. you gotta be, like, extra careful? No. What? I've never heard of that. Okay. Okay. So just keep going. Not only that, but Jamila also bounced around foster homes when she was a child. And in 1999, at the age of 16, she gave birth to her first child, Demond. Jamila really prided herself in being a mother, and she ended up having two more kids, a son, Ivan, in 2003, and a daughter, Janella, in 2004. So in 2006, Demond was seven, Ivan was two, and Janella was one years old. So she had almost three kids by the time she was 20. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So not much is known about the kids, but family members described um, Demond as being a mischievous kid. Wait, is it mischievous? Or, or is mischie- it mischievous? Mis- yeah, mischievous. Let's go to Google, shall we, you guys? This is Wait. not only a true crime podcast, it's a pronunciation podcast. <laughs> mischievous. Yeah, mischievous. Mischievous. Oh, okay. okay. A lot of people say mischievous. Yeah, I feel like I used to say that as a kid. Okay, so. I don't know. Hey. Mischievous kid. Well, now we all know. Okay, mm-hmm. he's a mischievous kid. Which okay. means, basically, like, he was kind of like... A bad kid. Right. Um, but you know what? I feel like seven years old, it makes sense. And honestly, not for nothing. I used to be a third grade teacher. There are different levels to the mischievous kids, right? There are kids that you're just like, okay, they're being a kid. And then mm-hmm. there are some that you're like, oh, this is like deep behavioral issues that are showing mm. that are going, that could be a huge problem if we don't stop it now okay. type of thing. So where was he on that scale? I'm not sure, but something does come up with him specifically, but we'll get into that. Okay. So through all the ups and downs in Jamila's life, she had a best friend, Tiffany Hall, by her side. They met in kindergarten and they were extremely close ever since. I'm not sure if Jamila had any siblings, but she and Tiffany were so close that they're described as being sisters. And they did everything together, like getting pregnant at around the same time. So, like Jamila, Tiffany also gave birth at 16 to her first child, a daughter. And at 17, she gave birth to another daughter. Both women even lost custody of their kids at some point. So... Well, damn, they did everything together. No, literally. What the hell? So, Tiffany lost custody of her two kids in 1999. Oh, no, but why? So there were allegations of child abuse. In 1999, her second daughter was about two months old. And she had shaken baby syndrome. Okay. And so CPS was involved and her kids were taken away. But she did regain custody in 2002. And she was turning her life around. Wait a minute. So they were out of her care since 1999? Yeah. Whoa. Listen, like, when your kids get taken by the court, Mm -hmm. when the court especially takes children away from their mother... There has to be some like extreme evidence that shows that you're really not the best place for the child to be. Right. You're not the best parent for the child type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to say there's misogyny in the justice system, but you, you see that a lot where it's like the court is more inclined to give full custody to a mother versus a father. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just, I, I, I'm like, wow. The fact that she even got them back. Yeah. Okay. Because I've seen cases where like people are fighting now to get their kids back and it's, it's been like 10 years, like real life cases that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so hard. Yeah. 
So the fact that she was able to do it, kudos to her. So Jamila also lost custody of her kids temporarily in 2005 for whipping her oldest son, Damond, with a belt and an extension cord. Wait a minute. So who lost the kids first? Her best friend, Tiffany. Oh my gosh. I thought we were talking about her. No. Okay. I'm just going in like chronological order. Gotcha. Jamila ended up completing parent classes and she was able to get her kids back. Okay. Good. So it was a temporary thing. So Jamila too was trying to basically get her life in order and she ended up purchasing a car. She um, was attending community college for a little bit. So it's interesting because both her and Tiffany were in college at around the same time. But that was cut short because within a few months of being in college, I'm not sure what Jamila was focusing on, but she did have an interest in photography specifically. Um, But that didn't last very long because she became pregnant with her fourth child in 2006. Okay. So now let's flash forward to September 2006. At this point, Jamila is seven months pregnant with a girl. And this is the fourth child that she's having. Well, technically the third child she's having with her boyfriend, Sean Smith, Hmm. who his name is either Sean Smith or Ivan Collins or another name. I honestly can't find his actual name. Okay, so you've seen different names and different sources. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I do that. Of course, Tiffany, her best friend, also happened to be pregnant around the same time a few months later. So she was pregnant with her third child, with her boyfriend, who happened to be in the Navy. So both women seemed to be overall content in their lives and were happy in their relationships, or so it seemed. On September 15th, 2006, Tiffany calls 911. She's reporting that she was sexually assaulted in a park in Centerville, Illinois, and she gave premature birth to her child. Whoa. She was immediately taken to the hospital and she refused to be examined. Now, it could be the case that she was just very traumatized from the event, that she doesn't want to be touched. So that is completely understandable. But unfortunately, her child doesn't make it. So as to the child is determined to be a stillborn, but there's no signs of trauma to the child and an autopsy comes back as inconclusive as to the cause of death. Okay, so they're not even entirely sure that the child died as a result of this sexual assault. Right. Mm -hmm. The stillborn, yeah, it just, it it happens. Yeah. And sometimes there's no, like, explanation for it. Mm -hmm. It's just so sad. Yeah. Wow. So, in the coming days, Tiffany is preparing for the baby's funeral when she gets a call from Sean, the father of Jamila's children and Jamila's boyfriend. He has the kids and he hasn't heard from Jamila in a few days. So now a few days later on September 18th, 2006, Tiffany drives to Sean's house and she tells him that she's picking up the kids um, on behalf of Jamila. Jamila told her to get the kids and he doesn't think anything of it. He gives her the kids and... It's unclear whether Sean and Jamila had gotten into a fight. He claims they didn't get into a fight, but I mean, it's been three days and 
he hasn't really communicated with her. So, I mean, why would you not communicate with your long-term girlfriend for three days and you share kids? I, Just a lot I don't of know. lack of communication. Mm-hmm. So it's also possible that he was just giving her her space because maybe he thought like, you know, pregnancy hormones, she just needs to chill, like I'm over here, like it's fine. And Jamila and Tiffany always spend so much time together. So, you know, he was just giving her her space, I think. A few days later on September 21st, 2006, a funeral is being held for uh, Tiffany's stillborn baby tiffany shows up two hours late to the funeral and not only that she is trying to have the funeral rescheduled for a later date because apparently only two people showed up to the funeral oh no Mm -hmm. so she basically wanted more people to come right um so she was just trying to push that off and one of the people that did attend was her boyfriend the child's father, Keith Horn. He took a leave of absence from the Navy to attend the funeral. And during the service, Tiffany confesses to Keith that the baby is not his. During the service? Mm Mm-hmm. In the house of God? It might not have been, like, literally during the service, but, like, prior to. Wow. So... The baby was not only not his, she tells him the baby is not hers either. It, wait a minute. Huh? How How is that scientifically possible? So I was wondering that too. I was very confused. I think but... we all are at this point. <laughs> we all so are. let's talk about the details that led up to... September 15th, 2006, which is when she supposedly gave birth to her stillborn. So remember how I mentioned that both Jamila and Tiffany were attending college and trying to move forward with their lives. Tiffany had actually entered college and she was focusing on patient care, possibly being a certified nursing assistant, also known as a CNA. So she learned a lot about childbirth during the college course, different equipments to use during childbirth, um, how to facilitate a C-section, how to cut open an abdomen and perform a C-section. They teach that to CNAs? I don't know. Honestly, I'm just confused. I'm confused too. I I don't know what course she was in, but it said she was possibly studying to become a CNA, but she was focusing on patient care. I'm sure there are labor and delivery CNAs. I just haven't really encountered one. Right. Because I'm always used to them working in like nursing homes or something. Oh, I actually saw someone on TikTok that's a pediatric CNA. Okay, cool. That makes sense because one can specialize in a particular area. Yeah. So not only that, Tiffany went as far as actually buying sharp instruments to perform a C-section and an alcohol and a nose bulb. What the hell is a nose bulb? Let's look it up. 
nose bulb. Oh, okay, yeah. It's that thing like you, you it's a suction thing. Oh, okay. You put it in the baby's nose oh, to clear okay. it. But wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, did the professor tell her to buy these materials for class? I don't think so. Okay, she just, I'm like, what the <laughs> I highly doubt that. She took this so she upon just, herself. So where did she get it at? Because it's 2006. She couldn't get it from Amazon. So there they ain't no say. damn prime day delivery. So she went to an actual <laughs> store to get these things. And uh, they allowed... Like, I, you know what I mean? Like Right. I, I really don't... I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. At least they didn't say. So she basically completes a health course in September or around September. Now, here's where the story takes a turn. Tiffany was very jealous of Jamila. And I was going to say this early on. You know what made me think that? Like, when you first said they had this pact of getting pregnant all the time together, I already thought, okay, like, sometimes, like, maybe after one baby. But it just seemed like the last baby, I'm like, okay... Are you playing catch-up? Like, it's just like, I don't know. To me, it was getting a little weird. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, it definitely was weird. And I think Tiffany was just trying to create a stable life. Jamila seemed to have a very loving relationship with her current boyfriend, Sean. Right. But you never know. It may have been a little rocky. Again, just the fact that when she goes to pick up Jamila's kids, Sean is not able to give an exact response to where Jamila is, to me, is a little off-putting. But for the most part, to her, it seems like they have a perfect relationship. And Tiffany also, like, her kids had developmental issues. And so to her, she really wanted to have, quote-unquote, perfect child with her now-boyfriend, who's in the Navy. Not only that, her boyfriend just got deployed again. So I think she was afraid of losing him. And basically she was not pregnant at all. Wait, what? She was not pregnant at all. She had faked her pregnancy. Huh? Okay, right. So I'm, I'm following. Now I'm following again because I had to think about it. I'm like, wait a minute. You did say that it's not her child either. Right. But, like, wait, she faked her pregnancy. Yeah, which everyone was confused about because she appeared to be showing. And she had bought newborn clothes and was getting the nursery ready for her child. So everyone was really confused by that. Now comes September 2006, and she needs an actual baby. Because she already created this plan, she's trying to go along with it, and she doesn't want anyone to find out. To her, Jamela seemed like an obvious candidate. On September 15, 2006, Tiffany puts her plan into action. So Tiffany and Jamela, they always hang out. So when Tiffany told Jamela to come over on the 15th, she didn't think anything of it. Again, they see each other all the time, and... Tiffany even babysits the kids for her all the time. So when she walks through the door, Tiffany apparently strikes her with a table leg repeatedly. Oh. She then goes on to bound her hands and feet. And I guess Jamila kind of loses consciousness initially, but then she comes to and she's trying to wiggle out of 
the ties and she hits her again. She then proceeds to put duct tape over her mouth and drags her to the bathroom where she puts her in the tub and she proceeds to cut Jamila's child out of her. During this whole process, Jamila is alive. Oh my um, gosh. She's unconscious, but she's alive and she's losing a lot of blood. Yeah. And unfortunately, Jamila ends up passing away because of the extensive blood loss. She covers her in a shower curtain and takes her out of the tub and brings her downstairs into the basement. Now, as far as a child, right. unfortunately, the baby was a stillborn. Okay. And... I mean, granted, Jamila was seven months pregnant at this point. Wow. Wow. This is just, it's just crazy because it's like you did all of that because you wanted like a perfect child. This child was no longer even living. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's just, I'm sure that drove her up the wall. Yeah. So at that point, she sees that the child is a stillborn. She's freaking out because she wasn't expecting that. That was not something she had planned for. Right. After she brings Jamila downstairs into the basement, and I think she's like either wrapped in the curtain, the shower curtain or a tarp, she then drives herself to the park and fakes being sexually assaulted. So that whole story where she called 911, she did call 911, she did go to the hospital. Okay, so what's confusing to me is when she got to the hospital, she told them she was pregnant? Yeah, she did. And they checked her and said, you have a stillborn? They never checked her. Okay, see, that's, that's what, the thing. That's she, confused she refused to be checked. but Which is weird. Rem- but remember, she was, I mean, we thought this was her baby, so she was traumatized after being sexually assaulted. Right, but... As like someone, okay, someone who's a healthcare professional is not mm-hmm. going to allow someone who's pregnant not to be checked at all. Well, I mean, technically she had already given birth to the stillborn. Right. But had she told them that? They had the, the stillborn baby. So she brought the baby with her. Yes. And said, look, the baby came out when. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Now that makes a lot more sense. Yes. So they have the baby, right? And. They're now investigating it because it's a stillborn. And they they believe that it's weird. Like, the special victims unit is involved. Um, but she just refuses. She was not cooperating. That's but, what the Okay, so said. here's the other side of it. Hmm. They see that she has a baby. Does she have the... Is a baby in the placenta or something? Because, again, a healthcare professional is not going to allow, like, someone who just gave birth not to be checked. Sure, You have to but- deliver the placenta, too. Um, I, I don't recall there being anything that about is, okay. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I thought it was bizarre too, but yeah, they allowed her to not be checked. And so. Well, to the, refuse treatment rather. And yeah. then the hospital, I guess, turns over the baby to the morgue mm-hmm. without doing any type of DNA testing without doing like they just. Right. They believed her. Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. I guess it was 2006, um, Mm -hmm. but still, it's just bizarre. Yeah. No, this is, like, all very shocking. So, she confesses all this to her boyfriend. 
Okay. This is all like everything that I'm describing to you. She tells him, I don't know in what detail she tells him all of this, but he's obviously shocked and he calls the cops immediately. Oh my god! So when she's taken into custody, she tells the cops all of this. So at this point, detectives go to where Tiffany claims she dumped the body. So after that all happened and she was released from the hospital and she left the baby there, the stillborn baby in the hospital, she then goes back to her house to figure out like, what do I now do with Jamila's body? So she ends up dumping her body in a vacant lot behind her house. And like where there's like a bunch of high weeds, I guess. So not necessarily visible, like you would have to walk around in, in order to find her. But she tells detectives this and they are able to find Jamila. And they describe seeing her body as someone who was tossed away like trash. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really sad. This is all happening on September 21st, 2006, like the confession um, slash the stillborn's funeral. Just absolute craziness. And all this information makes way to both of their families and their mothers know each other too. So again, yes, Tiffany and Jamila are best friends, but their families are very close. So both of their mothers are shocked. They can't believe that this had even happened and that Tiffany did this to her best friend, Jamila. Wow. It's just so devastating and the community is in shock. In the midst of all that shock and sadness and confusion, the investigation switches on to Jamila's three other children because they're not accounted for and they're not at the funeral. Right. The following day on Friday, September 22nd, 2006, police go to Jamila's apartment looking for the kids. Um, They don't find them. They're looking at like family photos to to try to get a better sense of how to go about IDing the children. And they also give it to news outlets who broadcast the kids as missing. Um, because at this point, they had been missing since the 18th of September. They even asked the children's father, Sean Smith slash Ivan Collins, about the last time he saw his kids and he claims that he saw them a few days earlier on the 18th and that that night Tiffany came to pick up the kids on Jamila's behalf and what he tells them is Tiffany said that Jamila wanted nothing to do with him okay that she was really upset with him and she's moving on with her life And Sean said that he was really confused by this because they had not gotten into a fight. Right. But I still don't know that I'm so convinced that they hadn't gotten into a fight because, again, if that's your girlfriend, she's pregnant and the mother of your children, how is it that you haven't spoken to her in three days? Or have even gone to look for her. As far as I know, I didn't find anything on that. I wonder if it's common for her to go missing. That's what or it seems like. Call. Yeah. yeah, like 
he didn't think anything of it because Tiffany always babysits the kids. And he also figured that Jamila was with Tiffany at Tiffany's house. It seems like that's a routine that they spend that much time together. In the meantime, although the Tunstall kids are not accounted for, Tiffany's daughters are accounted for. They're both found safe. So on this same day, September 22nd, 2006, Tiffany makes an even more shocking confession. Okay. She tells detectives that she panicked and knew the kids would likely be asking for their mother at the funeral for her, for the stillborn child. So she knew she had to come up with a plan to basically take the focus off of off of her because she figures like, okay, Jamila is missing. If the kids are asking for Jamila, that's going to come back on me because we spent a lot of time together. Okay. And she was technically like the last person that saw Jamila. Right. Right. So she says that she did in fact drive to Sean's house on September 18th. So she confirmed that that did happen. She picked up the kids like he mentioned and that she drove the kids back to her house, not Jamila's house. And wait a minute. Sean and Jamila didn't live together. I don't think so. That's oh, why that's, I said like that's I, kind of odd. It's odd, like in terms of their relationship, because the way that the show makes it seem is as though they were not together. But then in other sources, it seems like they had a very strong bond. So confusing. Okay. Yeah. So Tiffany did not bring the kids back to. Jamela's house. She ended up driving the kids back to her house. And what she does next is, to me, unthinkable and unforgivable. Okay. She takes the kids one by one into the bathroom and drowns them in the bathtub. No. The same bathtub that she killed Jamila in. No. No, all three of them? Yeah. Oh, no. That that woman has a lot of issues. Yeah. She was concerned about her kids and them, you know, having their own personal developmental issues. Um, You're a whole adult, and and you got some real issues. Oh, yeah. That you got to unpack. What? just drowning these kids one by one oh my gosh can the kids hear their siblings I was, struggling i was wondering that honestly so basically i i know that the way that she lured them into the bathroom is okay it's bath time mm. you know because i think she's just getting them ready for bed mm. remember she babysits them right. all the time so this was probably a normal routine for them bath time I'm not sure, like, in what order she did this in. I thought I saw somewhere that she um, drowned the seven-year-old first. I was going to say, she probably started with the older child first. Yeah. So that the other two are younger. They're not going to know what to do. Yeah. No, that's just, that's, that's just next level craziness. 
Yeah, well, it gets worse. Because Mm -hmm. she then proceeds to wrap their bodies in blankets, drive to Jamila's house, and put the two young kids in the washer (gasps) and the older kid in the dryer. Why? I have no idea. Did she turn it on? I'm confused. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm like, oh my. But still, why? Why in the washer and dryer? Like, why? I don't understand. I really... That part leaves me baffled, and she's not even able to tell detectives why she did that. She's not able to tell them why she drowned them and then went as far as putting the kids in the dryer and washer. Whoa. So remember how I said that the cops had gone to the house initially to find pictures of the kids to put on the news? So when they had done that, the kids were ready in, in the, the washer oh and dryer gosh. and they had no idea and they didn't like smell anything no no whoa but by the time that they returned now yeah. on the 22nd they said the smell was unbearable i'm so confused did they not go there the 21st so overnight it just became worse even though she killed them on the 18th wait no, no, no. Okay, so they went two days later on the 23rd. Okay. Yeah. When they did find the children, like I said, two were in a washer, one was in a dryer. Um, they were found naked. So sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so autopsy report comes back for Jamila and her children. Um, it showed that Jamila, she had bled to death after sustaining an abdominal wound because she was cut open. As far as the kids, they it came back as them being drowned. And then DNA from the stillborn came back as belonging to Jamila. So they did, at this point, test the baby because obviously right. Tiffany did confess to killing Jamila and stealing her baby. So they just want to confirm that. But yeah, when she was asked why she did it, she couldn't really give an answer. Disgusting. Another really sad part is that Tiffany's children ended up returning to foster care. Right. I I couldn't find anything else about that today. But I mean, obviously, they're past the age of like... They're not minors anymore, is what I'm saying. It's been 17 years. Mm-hmm. They're adults. Yeah, they're adults because one was born in 97, the other in 99. Wow. So they're in their 20s. In the days that followed, $30,000 was raised to cover the funeral expenses. At the funeral service, the pastor said, and I quote, This is not a time for a contemplation of revenge, but a time for healing. Yeah, because it would be on and popping, honestly. Mm -hmm. That is just... What did the father of her kids say? How did he react? I couldn't find anything on him. What about her parents, her mom? Her mom was distraught. There's actually pictures of the mom at the funeral. Oh. Um, she just couldn't believe it. She was... Because... Like one large funeral. Yeah. For so yeah. many... For literally all her kids and her. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Tiffany is um, in custody. I'm pretty sure her bail was set at $5 million. She was charged with four counts of murder and one count of intentional homicide in the death of the fetus. Jamila's family is... I just got a sense that they're super religious. They talk about God a lot and forgiveness. Mm. So obviously with murdering five people, the death penalty would definitely be on the table. Right. And this is Illinois. They do consider the death penalty, but her family was really against that. They did not want to see Tiffany die in that way. Well, she had been like a daughter to them too. Yeah. They brought those concerns to the prosecutor and the prosecutor ended up presenting to Tiffany a plea deal. So if she pleads to all counts of murder, she would basically get life without the possibility of parole. Right. Tiffany ended up pleading guilty. Later on, years later, would end up appealing that because basically she was claiming that she was not fit to give a guilty plea. And then when I looked at the Court of Appeals documents, I did find that Tiffany did suffer from PTSD. She was schizophrenic, bipolar disorder. So she was claiming that her mental illness was not presented at all by her attorneys. So she said that she had ineffective assistance of counsel. She probably wouldn't have accepted this plea deal So this was a basis for her 2014 and 2020 appeals. And the Court of Appeal found that Tiffany was prejudiced by ineffective assistance of counsel. So this means that she's allowed to replead with a completely new attorney. I don't know that the outcome will be different now that she's able to showcase her mental illness, but you never know. I haven't found anything other than that though. So I'm not sure that there are any current updates. And you know that the court system, sometimes it can just, it can take a while before any of these things fall into place. So she's still currently in prison um, where she'll be for the rest of her life. Right. I mean, still the end result would never be the jury finding her like completely without right yeah i mean she would have even if she pled the insanity defense which is kind of hard to plead yeah it's like you still would have been kept in a facility yeah she also had a very low iq of 70 okay i don't mm, i'm not really sure about iqs but her saying like hey if i knew i wouldn't have taken the deal it's like but how can you say that if you were just like not competent in general so how do you know what you would have or wouldn't have done right. but her attorney should have known that is true yeah. they should have known what to do yeah um so they did do her a disservice by not saying that mm-hmm. but you know there is justice in this yeah and her having to spend her life in prison without the possibility of parole because to take not only one life like you took five mm-hmm you didn't have to do that. Right. It's like... You didn't have to, like, once you killed Jamila, then you went and got her kids 
and killed them. It just yeah, it's just it's so just, extreme. Yeah. And like a few days later, too. Right. Three days later. Okay, so, after she had already gone to the hospital yeah. and the kit. Wow. Yeah. Because you didn't want them asking for their mom. But aren't but people has, asking for their... Like, yeah, people are so going people to are gonna where ask, she is. So you actually... were What, you're going to kill everybody? Right. Because everyone would have eventually asked. Yeah. It just it doesn't just, make any sense. Mm-hmm. But it just... This is, like, honestly just... Wow. I was not expecting to hear something like that. Me neither take people like innocent children you know what I mean like as far as Jamila's mom she says that she does forgive Tiffany Wow. she says I believe in putting justice in God's hands okay as far as other family members a relative well a cousin of um, Jamila said she should be in prison for the rest of her life um, to think about what she did God's gonna have the upper hand. So, yeah. This is a very sad that case. Is insane. Um, envy really is a deadly sin. It is. And I wonder if Jamila picked up on this type of energy her friend had. Because I think, like, mm-hmm. even personally looking back on certain friendships where I kind of like pumped the brakes on some friendship, I always felt a weird energy. Mm. And I just never listened to it. Mm-hmm. But recently, I just started saying, you know what? I got to listen to it. Because if something don't feel right, it don't feel right. You know? Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, if she had any type of, like, inkling where she was, like, not inkling, like, this girl's going to hurt me. But inkling, like, oh, this this kind of is weird. Or she seems kind of not happy for me about something. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm talking about small things like that because it's, like... I'm sure she didn't see this coming, mm-hmm. but I wonder if she just felt a certain energy about this friend. I mean, as possible, I just feel like Tiffany was copying Jamila with everything she did right. um, to a point where it's creepy. So at least it's creepy to me. So I wonder if Jamila kind of caught on to that, but I think at the end of the day, she was probably thinking, you know, they've been friends for so many years since, since kindergarten and probably wanted to just hold on to that friendship. Yeah, I was wondering if she had any other friends outside of Tiffany and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Is Tiffany still married to the guy in the Navy? They were never married. Oh, I mean, is she still with him? I highly doubt it. When she confessed that to him at the baby's funeral, he was like, Bye. I'm glad he called the cops right away, though, mm-hmm. and didn't try to protect her. Yeah. He did the right thing. Sorry, but, like, nah. You gotta pay for this. You gotta, like, take accountability, which I'm sure she hasn't really even taken accountability. No, she hasn't. So, like, how could you do that? hmm It's just also shocking to me. She just wanted a perfect child. And when she couldn't get one, she decided to kill all her other, all Jamila's other quote-unquote perfect children. Mm -hmm. It's just a crazy world we live in. I would just say, like, everyone knows what feeling I'm talking about with, like, it could be friends, it could be relationships, it could be whatever, it could be coworkers. There are certain vibes. You got to, like, tap into that. 
those mm-hmm. vibes don't lie. Pay attention mm-hmm. to them. The second I started listening to them and cutting off people, my life changed. Mm-hmm. You know, so just be cognizant of that because not everybody, you know, is really your friend. Is really your friend. You know? Can't really call everybody your friend. Yeah, but that's this week's case. It's a very, very sad and shocking story. I, I really, I was surprised. I really thought it was her baby, like the stillborn child. Oh, a hundred percent. Up until the point of the funeral, when she was telling her then boyfriend, like it's not your kid. I'm like, okay, like it happens. It happens. You it happens. So casually, I'm like it happens. You know, but I was not expecting her to be like, oh, it's not my kid either. Yeah, that that got me. Mm-hmm. I immediately started thinking scientifically. Like, wait, my brain was just going like. Have you ever seen that meme where the person yeah. had the symbols? Yeah. <laughs> That's what was yeah. happening. Crazy. But best of wishes to Jamila's family. Best of wishes. I don't even know about that, but I mean it's it's a very tough situation. It's been now like 17 years. That's what I, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's just like I just hope Jamila and her kids are resting. And are at peace. Mm-hmm. Just very sad. That's what I'm hoping. And that her family... Her mom seems to have reached, like, forgiveness and stuff like that. But, like, for other people who, like, just knew Jamila mm-hmm. and were close to her, affected by this, yeah. sending them well wishes as well. Because this was quite the tragedy. And yeah. it could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy part about it. It's like it could have all been avoided. Yeah, but that's this case of the Tunstall family. Tune in next week for another episode of It's the Mystery for Me and stay safe out there. Bye, guys. Bye.